0: G'day, welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Wednesday, another hump day, the 8th of June, 2022. And today's episode marks 445, episode number 445. And I don't think I've actually uh, stipulated the episode numbers other than when there's a little bit of a milestone, whether it be the 100, 200, 300, and 400, and uh, creeping ever so closer to the 450, and then hopefully to the 500 and beyond. So my intention is to continue to record and hopefully uh, continue to add value to you and your sales team and certainly to you as a leader and hoping to help you become an exceptional sales leader in the process. So one of the uh, one of the topics we talked about uh, this week, and I alluded to this uh, in the, I think the episode I recorded on Monday where we were talking about the one behavior that unlocks exceptional sales performance, and that is coaching and how many sales leaders, unfortunately, don't have either the appetite or the aptitude or the focus to want to coach their team. And I did refer to a time when I was at Telstra where there was a whole host of national sales managers who were incentivized and highly encouraged to uh, embrace the year of the coach, and the vast majority of them did anything but. So in today's episode, I do want to provide you with a a little bit of a model around coaching. It's probably one of the most widely used coaching models on the planet, and a lot of professional coaches use this, but also a lot of people who have coaching as part of their core responsibilities in the role they have, particularly in corporate, use this model uh, to great effect if they're prepared to actually continue to uh, invest in their team and certainly invest in the improvement of their team. Now, even even with that, even with a model such as what I'm going to talk about today, it's uh, it's a little bit of hit and miss for a lot of sales leaders because they have other priorities. And in fact, I was talking to their newly appointed sales leader today, in fact, and uh, they were sharing with me how their sales leaders in their career uh, did anything but coach. In fact, they didn't even have regular one-on-one catch-ups, let alone having team meetings with the team. And, and probably the, the only time they got together with their sales leaders was at conferences or at, uh, at the formalized review at the end of the 6 months or the 12-month mark, which as sales leaders it is not not acceptable. So one of the things we're talking about with this particular individual is how to set up an environment and a set of habits around putting in the behaviors around coaching but also setting the expectations around some of the topics that would be covered on a regular basis and and just being more visible. As we alluded to on on the last podcast, talking about how every opportunity is an opportunity for coaching. So opportunity for, for meetings, opportunities for conversations, all of those are opportunities for coaching moments. And it doesn't have to be a formalized coaching conversation. It doesn't have to be a formalized meeting per se. It can be an ad hoc conversation because in many conversations, it's the coaching moments that are presented that often sales leaders unfortunately overlook or neglect to see that uh, unfortunately sees them miss the opportunity. And they're the opportunities that over a period of time can create the difference that makes all the difference, not only in the performance of their individual salesperson, but certainly collectively performance of their team. And it's the coaches, it's the sales leaders, it's the national sales leaders, it's the influencers who are able to uh, take advantage of those moments, who firstly recognize those moments as coaching moments, but then lean in and have the conversation uh, with a structure I'm going to talk about that often will find themselves unlocking the potential, unleashing the potential of their sales team which enables them to drive that exceptional performance, and that's what we're all about. So if you're a sales leader right now who is not quite sure in terms of how to coach or you're not really sure about what the definition of coaching is, I'm not going to go through the, the, the definition of coaching. Suffice to say that it's a conversation that is designed and intentionally designed to help improve the performance of your team, and that could be a skill set. It could be a behaviors. It could be even things like attitude. But what I want you to do is challenge yourself at every opportunity to make coaching a key part of your daily activities and look for opportunities where you can provide coaching to your team. But also, as a sales leader, also look for opportunities where you can be coached as well. Now, I've said a lot on this podcast that from a mentoring point of view and from a coaching point of view, you don't necessarily always have to have a coach or a mentor per se that you know, uh, but you can get information from people. And whether it be books, podcasts, videos, uh, various other mechanisms, there are ways to actually get mentorship from people who have the reputation and who have the credibility to be able to provide that in terms of their experience, their knowledge, et cetera. You can also take that from a coaching perspective as well. So there's lots of knowledge out there, lots of tidbits you can grab that can help us become better leaders moving forward. But the biggest component about this is having an attitude and a receptability and receptiveness around coaching and mentoring. And so from a sales leadership point of view, I wanted to share with you today a model that is very widely used across the world. Uh, It was invented many, many years ago, and it's probably one of the widest used, most commonly used coaching models that exist. And there's a stack of coaching models, but probably for people who are either qualified as a coach or perhaps have coaching as part of their responsibility in their day-to-day job. This particular model called the GROW model is one of the most commonly used and it's fairly easy to use if you can understand the nuances of it and use it with the intention that it's designed. And that is to help people become better and unlock the potential of those individuals. Now, you can use this for things like attitudes, you can use this obviously for skill set. you can use this for tactics, for strategies. And what I've often used this for as well is for group work, whether it be group coaching or group team-based activities uh, to come up with ideas to improve the culture, to improve strategies, to improve processes, a whole host of things. So it can be used in multiple different ways. So what I'd love to do is give you a high level overview of the growth model itself and break it down into its individual components and think about what are some things we need to be mindful of and how do we put this together? Because one thing that I have discovered over many years of using this and also teaching this to multiple different people is often people are taught this and to use taught to use this in a specific order. And it's not necessarily uh, the right way to go about it. Certainly based on experience, and certainly based on the mentors that I've been working with for many, many years. So uh, to introduce the grow model, the grow model is essentially a uh, an acronym to help people and help teams grow, and it stands for goal, reality, options, and wrap up, way forward, or anything else that people tend to add. I tend to use the way forward rather than the wrap up, and uh, and so it's a it's a four letter acronym, and unfortunately, many people are taught. To use the grow model or, or taught to, to teach the grow model in using it in this order. And that is the order of the goal, the reality, the options, and the wrap up or way forward. So it's not necessarily the most effective way to do it because many, many teams that I have conversations with, and certainly many leaders that I'm talking with and working with, I'll often ask them the question around their level of coaching. And many of them say, first of all, we don't do a lot of coaching because I don't know how to. But when they're taught things like the grow model, they're often, uh, Pressured into not starting a coaching conversation until the goal of the individual is very, very clear, and so they're almost told to not have the coaching conversation until the goal has been identified. And that is a little bit of a fallacy. There'll be some times when you'll have a conversation with people who know what the goal is and they want some help with maybe some strategies or some tactics or helping them come up with some options to to move towards that particular goal, so they might have that really clear in their mind, but often people won't have a clear indication of what the goal is. And From a coaching point of view, one of the most important things that as leaders we need to be conscious of is when we're coaching them, we're not coaching them based on the goal that we want them to achieve. We're going to be coaching them based on the goal that they would like to achieve. Now, granted, there may be some coaching involved in terms of helping them improve a skill set and attitude behaviors that will lead them to achieving the overarching team-based goals or the company goals. But essentially, when we're trying to do this and do it effectively, we want to be able to create a goal or help the person create a goal that will be in alignment with the team goal or the or the company goal, but essentially a goal that they are working towards and they become committed to. Now, if, if the person is not crystal clear on the goal, then part of the things we need to have conversation around is helping them become clear. And the objective of the goal part of Grow is to really get clear on what is the overarching objective we want to achieve. And we need to get crystal clear on what the outcome is, because if we don't know what the destination is that we're heading for, then any actions we put in place will be will be really null and void. Because we'll end up getting somewhere, but without a direction and where we're heading, it's almost like the work we're putting in is is non consequential, if you like. So when you're instigating a coaching conversation, there'll be people who are going to be really, really clear on their goal, and these are the type of people that we want to challenge challenge them on, and really find out how important is this goal them. What are the consequences if they don't achieve this goal? What will be the benefits if they do achieve this goal? So really testing how important this goal is to them. If they don't have a crystal clear goal in mind, then we need to start asking them some questions and helping them form and frame what the goal is potentially going to look like. And the best way to do that is to use the SMART methodology to make sure that we're helping them get really really granular on what it is they're trying to achieve. So, if you haven't used the smart goals, it's it's simply that another acronym where we're talking about the goal being very specific, which is the S. So, it has to be really specific. So, it can't be, "Hey, I want to improve my sales figures." Being specific is, "I want to improve my sales figures this year compared to last year by 25%." So, that becomes a lot more specific, and so we can get a lot more granular on that. The M within smart is all about being at measurable. So, how can we measure this particular goal? What are the metrics we need to put in place and how often are we going to measure progress against this? The A is about being uh, having the goal being attainable or achievable, ensuring that this goal is actually uh, a stretch but also something that we think we can achieve. Now, one of the key things around goal setting, which I often talk about, is the fact that the goal on the one hand needs to scare the living bejesus out of you to the point where at some point you've got no idea how you're going to achieve it. But it's scary on the one hand, but also there's an element of excitement on the, on the other hand that if I actually end up achieving this, this will make a world of difference. So from an attainable point of view, you have to think about is it attainable, but also is it a stretch? And so it needs to be something that is beyond your current realms of capability right now. But if you continue to develop and continue to get the help you need, you have a high probability of being able to achieve that and then think about how you're going to feel when you do it. So that's the A, being attainable. The R is the realistic component. So is this goal realistic? And when I say realistic, is it within, I guess, the boundaries of your capabilities or is it relevant to the, the, the job you're doing, the role you're doing, the organization you're working with right now? So, And if, the, if it is, then great, because coaching will certainly assist. If it's not, so if I'm thinking about increasing my sales numbers by twenty five percent but i 've got a goal that 's uh, what I think is connected to that but is absolutely not relevant whatsoever so it 's completely outside of the realms of possibility or relevancy, such as you know what I want to take on uh, a, a task of of becoming or learning how to become a ballerina, or how is that going to be relevant and realistic towards the uh, towards the goal we 're trying to hit in terms of increasing my sales by twenty five percent so it 's a ridiculous example I know, but from a coaching point of view. We've got to be really, really clear on, is this goal realistic and is it relevant to the overall objective we're trying to hit? And the last one is the T for timely and making sure there's a time-bound limit to it. So increasing sales numbers by 25% is, is great. So you can say, oh, yeah, I want to increase my sales by 25%. Great. By when? And that's the key question, by when? Is it by the end of this month? Is it by the end of uh, October 2022? Is it by the end of December 22? Or is it June 2023? Whatever the number is, uh, that's great. It needs to be specific, but also be really, really clear on what the time limit's going to be in relation to that. So all of that goes into the goal, and we need to be, as a leader, really conscious of that and challenging our team to get very, very specific and granular on the goal, because otherwise, coaching becomes a little bit bit a bit of a furthy, and you, you tend to be doing a lot more coaching at a surface level, rather than helping the person develop the behaviors and develop the habits that will underpin their ability to achieve that goal in quick, quick time. So that's the G, the goal. The R is all about reality. And what this is about is thinking about what is the current reality or current situation that we find ourselves in. So this is about separating the facts from the from the opinion, separating fact from fiction, and really identifying what obstacles or challenges that are existing right now that may prevent us or at least hamper us from our ability to achieve the outcome we're setting about. So it presupposes, therefore, that reality right now, and one of the key responsibilities that we always talk about as a leader is to help define reality right now, so there needs to be a gap, because otherwise there's no point in coaching. So given that coaching is all about growth, all about improvement, all about making uh, incremental uh, changes to to move towards a goal, then there needs to be a gap between the current reality and the goal we're trying to hit. So this is the key part, and most of your conversations will probably start in the reality stage. So as I said before, it doesn't have to be. A grow model conversation does not have to be starting with the goal. Sometimes it will. Most times, based on my experience, it won't. Most of the conversations that I have in relation to coaching conversations, and certainly when I was running sales teams, most, the vast majority of conversations started with the reality in terms of what was actually happening right now, or what was a current challenge or obstacle that a salesperson had in front of them that we needed to work through so that we could actually pave the way to achieve the outcome the goal that we're trying to achieve. So the reality part is really just about defining what's happening right now. Once we've got that in place, then we can start to do our, the next section which is options. And this is all about generating brainstorming activity. So it's about being creative, about being innovative and not putting a limit on ourselves in terms of what we think is possible. This is purely about if we have the reality right now and we want to hit this goal, What are some things we can put on the table that might work? Now, we're going to critique these to say which ones possibly have more credit than others or more merit than others, but right now from the options generation part, it's about just brainstorming and just coming up with ideas and thinking there is no such thing as a bad idea. Now, the more you can actually encourage your sales team to do this, the more opportunity they're going to have to come up with ideas that we can then critique and say, does this one have merit? And if so, is this worth pursuing? because if it is, it may well be the catalyst that will enable us to achieve the goal in a quicker quicker time frame. So the options part is all about brainstorming and coming up with those options. And once that's done, you can then sit down and think about, okay, what is the way forward? What are the things we need to now put in place? Which ones of those options are gonna be worth pursuing? And what sort of accountability matrix can we put in place? So what sort of help do they need? What sort of accountability am I gonna hold myself to, but also hold the team to in order to taking the actions to move forward towards the achievement of that goal and so it's really about driving accountability driving commitment and ensuring there's a level of motivation that exists within the team to maintain the rage so that we give ourselves every opportunity of hitting the number so that's the grow model at a really high level you've got the goal the reality you've got the options and then that's the way forward or the wrap-up now as i said before it doesn't matter which order you do this it just matters that in a coaching conversation you use all four components and make sure all four components covered because many times people will come to you with a bunch of options they've been thinking about and they're not quite sure which one to take and so our role in that situation will be to look at those options ask them questions help define reality for them and then think about based on all that what is the ultimate goal they're trying to achieve because when once that's really clear then some of the options they've come up with may actually resonate to the top and we will become obvious in terms of what the choices are they need to make and therefore the next steps they have to take. So uh, as a key reminder, don't don't get wedded to the fact that you've got to use the GROW model in the order of G-R-O-W. As long as you use it in any order whatsoever, the key thing is to have the coaching conversation because as we talked about in the previous episode, coaching really is the one behavior that will unlock the exceptional sales performance. And coaches that do this well, sales leaders who coach on a regular basis are the ones that ultimately enjoy Sustainable success. So, if you'd like a copy of the grow model and some information behind the grow model, simply send me an email at darren at darrenmitchell.com.au. i would be happy to send you a template. More than happy to also have a conversation. So, and also as a reminder, if you'd like some help to become an exceptional sales leader, love the opportunity of having a conversation with you and seeing how I might be able to help you do just that. Simply go to my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation, and uh, put a plan together and get working as early as this week. So I look forward to having that conversation and as always look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com, and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.